0: I thank you for choosing Tox News, your only source into skipping the red pill and willingly choosing the blue pill to enjoy a dreamless slumber. I am your host, a leftist made of straw. The date is May 4th, 2021. Let the record show. And per usual, we begin with the Tox News Pledge of Allegiance, which goes like this. I pledge allegiance to liberty and justice for all. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. If you're not used to this podcast, normally I do uh, either Mondays or Wednesdays. Mondays usually when Militia Watch comes out with their update. I didn't do it yesterday because I recorded before it came out. So here we are with the actual update. And then after that, there's this wonderful Wall Street Journal op-ed from Ted Cruz that came out six days ago that I'm going to go through. Regrettably, but also uh, a must, a necessary evil. Uh, And then to continue the theme of uh, Ted Cruz's article op-ed, we have a video from Steven Crowder. And then we're going to top it off with a somewhat, uh, you know, out there video from Ben Shapiro that really doesn't have anything to do with most of the content. Going to be speaking about woke culture here a little bit, whatever that means. Uh, And then Ben Shapiro's segment, left versus right, who's more likely to push fake news. That one's just going to be for a little cherry on top. So let us begin seamlessly transitioning into the Militia Watch update. Today we will be talking about formations of a few militia groups in California and elsewhere. Boogaloo adherent and defense contractor charged in Texas and New Mexico. Wolverine Watchmen of Michigan plan to blow up a commuter bridge. Georgia cop outed as Nazi leader, arrested with 11 illegal guns. And then finally, we have ammo shortages impacting militia training. So we begin now with news from the West Coast. And again, you can find this on militia.watch. I will include it in the description below. Check the work. All right. Beginning news from the West Coast. Some in Calaveras County, California, have been trying to put together a militia, the Calaveras Community Service Militia. Doug Rocky, the group's primary organizer, said his militia would not be armed, though he himself owns a gun store. Rocky told CBS 13 Sacramento that he used the militia to attract attention. The formation attracted immediate backlash from locals. Elsewhere in California, a group of anti-vax moms launched their own militia called the Mama... Wow. Mama-licia? Militia. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, they've technically been meeting for close to a month, but have many more meetings planned in the future. And there is uh, links to all of these stories within this militia.watch update. So if you're interested in reading, uh, getting further information, again, click the link in the description and follow through. Uh, news from the Southwest. San Antonio Boogaloo boy Cameron Emerson Casey Rankin pleaded guilty to federal weapons charges this past week federal prosecutors also alleged that rankin made threats to or or on social media and was present at the alamo in may 2020 a new mexico-based defense contractor was charged by the fbi this past week he holds a security clearance and told federal agents he went to dc after reading trump's tweets he also claimed that capitol police opened the doors for people to enter the rotunda news from the midwest Federal prosecutors have added charges involving weapons of mass destruction to three Wolverine watchmen already on trial for their alleged plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. As part of these charges, it was revealed that the three apparently discussed blowing up a bridge as a police diversion while undergoing their kidnapping operation. The Department of Justice release also includes details of the group of three training Uh, Let me retry that sentence. I'm sorry. Take two. The Department of Justice release also includes details of the group of three training how to deploy IEDs, improvised explosive devices, against Whitmer's security detail. Nice. A New York man was also charged in connection to the Wolverine Watchman fiasco. The man went by Yankee Patriot online and made over 140 threatening phone calls to 911 before finally being apprehended in Florida after a three month manhunt. He allegedly told a female emergency dispatcher bitch I'm gonna cut your throat. I'm gonna make you eat your fucking nose. I'm gonna hurt you bad for this. It won't be today. It won't be tomorrow. It'll be soon though insurrection act i'm coming to your door first and it's public knowledge you stupid stupid bitch he concluded by saying i'll never see a judge all right so that's a decent human being that's what a yankee patriot acts like cool uh news from the southeast An investigation into members of the highly violent vigilante group Defend East County revealed that a Georgia cop, Cody Richard Griggers, was the East Coast leader of a neo-Nazi organization called Shadow Moses. The officer was arrested for charges related to 11 illegal firearms he had in his possession. In Nazi chats, the officer discussed explosives and violence against non-white people, regularly using homophobic slurs. This was all while working as a police officer hmm griggers kept a gun in his patrol vehicle that was not issued to him and with the serial number scraped off nate thayer what has a thread on the arrestee that's worth pursuing here which they include in the article and i'm going to open in a different tab to maybe either read it on the podcast or just read it for myself so i'm going to save that one Alright, so in other news, the Department of Homeland Security said it will review how it identifies extremist penetration of the organization. The DHS is a post-9-11 fixture and oversees other controversial agencies, such as ICE. It is associated with numerous civil rights breaches on U.S. soil, often against immigrant and Muslim communities, and engages in counter-terror or security work that some in the far right have historically found attractive. The DHS also has a disappointing track record on refusing to engage with far-right violence for the majority of its under two decades of existence. Activists and advocates know that an expansion of the global war on terror state apparatus is only going to harm the most vulnerable historic targets of the agencies associated with DHS. Ammo shortages have impacts on forming and training with militia groups, effectively pricing out shooting guns in the woods with your local far-right armed group. In statements to Vice, uh, would-be militia leaders detailed specifically how the ammo shortage has led to this temporary demobilization. So a little breath fresh air since so many people are buying guns and ammunition it leaves the militias (laughs) a little dry and in that way we can kind of relax question mark uh they have further readings here so again uh if you want further readings and all the sources within this militia watch update click the link in the description we have one story on the phenomenon of j6 stormers posting through it coming from MLive, and another further reading on far-right threats against public health officials, coming from the LA Times. So I highly encourage those reads, and like I said, click the link below, and you can get all your Militia Watch desires. All right, so as promised, we have this op-ed it's an opinion piece coming from Ted Cruz on the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal has been significantly uh, right-leaning for a little bit. So I'm not surprised that Ted Cruz decided to write an op-ed on April 28th. And we shall go through it uh, piece by piece. It's only a four-minute read, which I find to be kind of funny. Um, so it begins here. Your, the, the, the title here is Your Woke Money is No Good Here. And uh, the subheader is corporations have taken advantage of Republicans for too long. I won't take their PAC dollars anymore. (laughs) Good for you, Ted, because, you know, money in politics has been an issue on both sides. So it's good now that you're taking a stance. But let's see why. Georgia's new election law runs 98 generously spaced pages. A fast reader can get through it in one sitting. If you're the CEO of a major corporation, you can pay someone to do it for you. But I don't think CEOs took the time to read Georgia's election integrity act of 2021 because so much of what they said about it was nonsense. So it's funny that, you know, he assumes that people could pay for somebody to read with read it, which, you know, makes it incredibly easy to understand a bill in some way. Um, but it's uh, pretty funny. It's it's pretty funny that, you know, if you just disagree with the Georgia election law, conservatives say, oh, you haven't read it. So you're, you're just speaking nonsense. And that's just simply coming from a place of opposition. Really. Uh, Coca-Cola's James Quincy said he opposed measures in the bills that would diminish or deter access to voting. Which measures? The ones that allow several forms of identification, hmm. which the state provides free of charge to request or cast a ballot, or the measures that expand the number of days of early voting. And this has always been part of the uh, conservative argument is that there's nice things in the bill, things that are, uh, you know, you couldn't really condemn them, but there's other things. And the one, if he's asking which measures, I'm going to say the one that limits uh drop, dr- the mail-in voting boxes, the, the, the mailboxes, you know, the voting boxes, the little drop-off box that you get, uh depending on what state you live in some i guess don't really have too many uh Georgia reduced it to one per county that's pretty fucking epic to reduce the amount of mail drop off boxes for votes that heavily um so it 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 either makes it more difficult for individuals to you know just drop it off on their way to work um dedicating them to a further drive than they maybe have needed before maybe they can't even drive maybe they have to take a bus It doesn't make the ease of access any easier when you eliminate that many boxes for for drop-off voting. So I find that to be uh, a a little bad, a little bad. Also, the fact that you can't hand out food or drinks within 150... 150 feet, I believe it was, of the of the voting station, meaning that people, if you don't bring snacks or water, then you're kind of screwed, uh, depending on how long you're sitting outside. Uh, having, you know, the conversation about several forms of identification, you know, it's... uh, mm, it does make voting a little bit harder when you have to specify exact uh, forms of identification that don't necessarily fit in the lines of something, you know, as as free of charge as getting a state ID not always free but you know we're we're playing with uh Ted Cruz here who didn't include any sources to the specific provisions within the bill that says that the state provides free of charge several forms of identification um and then i guess to request or cast a ballot I guess that goes in with the identification thing, or the measures that expand the number of days of early voting. I can't be against the actual, you know, measures that expand the number of days of early voting, because, you know, I think within 30 days, I I have no problem with that whatsoever. If people really... Re- really want to get their votes in before the election happens with plenty of time to still organize the rest of their life around it i still sit on the side of why isn't election day a national holiday where everybody takes the time off to celebrate democracy uh i think it was introduced in the john willis for the people act uh federal elections but it's uh you know why not state elections as well so Ted Cruz continues on here. Maybe Mr. Quincy can be forgiven. He's British, and they've been confused about Americans since the Boston Tea Party. Okay, all right, sure. We don't. I I don't even know how long Quincy's lived here. Um, but that also makes like literally like Stephen Crowder moved here from Canada. Does does that mean he doesn't know very much about America? All right, w- y- y- whatever. Um, but Merck's Kenneth Fraser said. Georgia is the leading edge of a movement all around this country to restrict voting access, which, you know, is pretty applicable when you look at Florida enacting around the same kind of legislation when Florida didn't really have any issues with the election whatsoever. Georgia is a highlight point here because it was a very important state to Donald Trump to which he, uh, Joe Biden, was able to flip blue and also to uh, somewhat progressive Democrats came out to the uh hold the were they Senate seats or House of Representatives? I think they were House of Representatives. Um, so that was a bit surprising to me. I didn't think Georgia was going to go that blue, but they did, and so that's why you're seeing as much uh focus and legislation going into Georgia's Georgia's voting laws as we currently are. Um, in Florida is a weird case because nothing was abnormal about that election whatsoever. It went to trump just as we thought um mostly republicans won down ballots so it's very weird that florida also feels the necessity to restructure its elections uh not you know overhaul them but you know tweak it all right so ted cruz says was he referring to the laws provisions that mandates more ballot boxes mm. again i'm is this talking about georgia because georgia didn't uh mandate more ballot boxes as i had said they actually reduced it to one per county or the one that shifts georgia's electoral oversight to a non-partisan appointee um the 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 question of that non-partisan appointee is who appoints them and does that include a conflict of interest and could that you know lead down to more voter disenfranchisement down the line you know So you know, just saying like, oh, we're including these things in the bills without specifically adding as to how that's going to benefit the voter is a little bit vague, and I'm sure Ted Cruz is fully aware of how being vague is helpful to his cause. Um, Had these watch me woke it up CEO, what the fuck? Had these watch me woke it up CEOs actually read the bill instead of parroting the radical left's talking points, they'd have discovered that. they had no idea what they were talking about. And yet, like, you know, Ted Cruz doesn't really expand on any of these measures or mandates whatsoever. He just says they're in the bill. Um, let's see. A clutch of business leaders tried to win woke Twitter points and clown themselves instead, which they usually do whenever, Uh, I, I, I hate when corporations, you know, chime in on our uh, social issues. It's actually pretty annoying so and burger king failed pretty hard that was funny um ted cruz continues this is the point in the drama when republicans usually shrug their shoulders call these companies job creators and start to cut their taxes not this time (laughs) that's pretty funny because he was like he was very obvious here by saying like republicans will just call them job creators and cut their taxes this is what republicans do this time we won't look the other way on coca-cola's 12 billion dollars in back taxes owed what do you mean this time you won't look the other way do you mean there's been several other times when you've looked the other way from coca-cola's not paying their taxes what do you mean ted that's this isn't a good this isn't going well uh this time when major league baseball lobbies wait this time when major league baseball lobbies Uh, to preserve its multi-billion dollar antitrust exception will say no thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty awesome. They're like, you don't agree with us on this one political issue, so therefore we are no longer going to let you do the illegal things we have been letting you do. (laughs) This time, when Boeing asks for billions in corporate welfare, We'll simply let the Export-Import Bank expire. Wow. Seriously, the Republicans who really like made the argument of too big to fail for a lot of corporations are now saying, we will let you fail if you oppose any of our legislation and policy stances. Or I guess this one's specifically talking about Georgia since these three companies were uh, vocal about the Georgia voting laws. But I think it's very indicative that this is like, hey, you keep opposing us and we're not going to turn a blind eye anymore. Okay, we're going to actually start doing our jobs. Okay, so Ted Cruz continues for too long. Woke CEO for too long. Woke CEOs is just a sentence I didn't think would ever be in reality. But here we are anyways. For too long, woke CEOs have been fair-weather friends to the Republican Party. They like us until the left's digital pitchforks come out. Then they run away. Or they mouth off on legislation they don't understand and hurt the reputations of patriotic leaders protecting our elections and expanding the right to vote, which no evidence of doing that so far in fact the evidence of the georgia election legislation points in the other direction but okay enough is enough corporations that flagrantly misrepresent efforts to protect our elections needs to be called out singled out and cut off it's so funny to me because ted cruz screaming about how we need to protect our elections from a stolen election like it's that double think almost is that Donald Trump lost to a rigged, stolen election. And that is why I have to do everything I can to put forward legislation to protect democracy. It's, they're antithetical to each other because continually mouthing off that it was a stolen, rigged election is what we got January 6th out of. You know, they stormed the Capitol, they, five people died because of the the belief that the uh, election was rigged and stolen. And in the aftermath of that, Ted Cruz is now the one trying to protect our democracy when he's the same exact character and party member who so far has ruined it. That's awesome. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. I and, and the other funny thing is is that Ted Cruz can turn down the PAC money that coca-cola sends them or whoever sends them but you know most corporations are funding both sides so um i I think he's just kind of putting himself kind of in a handicap zone but i guess you know he can ask the weapons manufacturers for more money um in my nine years in the senate i've received 2.6 million dollars in contributions from corporate political action committees also known as PACs Starting today, I no longer accept money from any corporate PAC. Hmm. I ur- urge my GOP colleagues at all levels to do the same. It's funny because you don't need to get a corporate PAC. Even, I, I think he can just get money directly from corporations. It doesn't have to be a PAC. A political action committee is like a actual like convergence of corporations uh, meeting together to feed a PAC. So um yeah he can just get you know a couple of uh, corporations here and there to feed him and then also the ceos of those corporations can make their donations and other employees shareholders you know they just have to break the money apart rather than just getting in one giant lump sum of corporate pack money but uh i'm glad ted cruz is taking this stance now simply because they're opposing uh the election legislation in georgia awesome It's not like that Coca-Cola or the sugar industry has like severely contributed to the obesity and diabetes epidemic in the United States. No, it's the fact that they oppose Georgia's legislation. That is why Coca-Cola must go down. But really, it's also just a play for him to be like, I'm not going to accept your money and I'm not going to represent you until you change your politics. And then they change their politics and he's like, cool, now that you're not talking against me i can take your money again all right so as america's greatest and this is ted cruz again as america's greatest basketball player observed years ago republicans buy sneakers too we cast votes too and we pay attention when ceos come after our own just so they can look good for a few editorial pages and radical activists i mean i don't think i have to tell ted cruz that he's on the wrong side of history but um yeah ted if if you've got so many people coming out against, you know, certain legislation that you're putting forward, it's not merely indoctrination and propaganda that's doing that. You might actually be on the wrong side of history. So to them, I say, when the time comes that you need help with a tax break or a regulatory change, I hope the Democrats take your calls because we may not. Starting today, we won't take your money either. <laughs> like, This is such a weird opinion piece because like it's honestly saying like I will not be corrupt so long as you oppose certain legislations. But as soon as you stop opposing them, which is basically like, you know, selling your own beliefs. If corporations can have beliefs other than the bottom line, you know, if you can sell out your beliefs, then I will return selling myself out to you. It's so weird. This is the, the weirdest piece to write and for republicans to take seriously too it's it's very weird just how accepting we are of lobbying and um you know legal corruption being okay in in the united states and then once they oppose your side, then it's like, oh, you dirty motherfuckers. I don't want anything to do with your dirty money. I want my ideology pure. I want pure conservatism. While they're just raking in other money from, you know, other corporations that either fund private prisons or uh, military weapons that get sold to Saudi Arabia to bomb children in Yemen. It's just wild. There's it's just so wild. Our our morals and our ethics in the United States are on a completely different level. Much like our political spectrum, our ethics and our morals are fucked. So, continuing on this train of wokeness, um Stephen Crowder comes in with enlightenment talking about how the CIA goes full woke. Full woke. They're they're just so woke now that they're no longer going to be meddling in uh, foreign countries' elections. That's how woke they are now. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Let's let's see
1: the CIA's new recruitment video, uh-huh. and uh, let's see what they're they're putting their best their best multicultural leg forward.
2: I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. You I am just a walking did. declaration a woman whose inflection
0: It is pretty funny cuz with the CIA it's like, "Hey, we're inclusive too, you know. We also let intersectional um uh you know, bisexual. Uh, we let all kinds of people train death squads and overthrow other regimes. We we're we're inclusive at the CIA."
2: <laughs> and does not rise at the end of her sentences. <laughs> we,
0: we even let women topple governments we don't like, okay?
2: ...suggesting that a question has been asked. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate with my effort, my brilliance. <laughs>
0: Crowder coming in with a fat joke because couldn't resist.
2: I am proud of yeah. me.
0: <laughs> oh no well i'm glad that makes
1: one of us <laughs> and by the way the, here's the oh thing too they, this is first off it's just china's laughing at us they just yeah. banned feminism in china in the chinese military <laughs> wow dang it and they don't even have a thing if you try and explain you try and ask them or call them on like well why why would you ban feminism it's like oh because women weak <laughs> why would you not <laughs> we want military to be physically strong Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: why would you not ban feminism I like how, you know, in civil rights and human rights regards, China moves a little bit backwards. And yet this is the thing that Crowder is giving them credential for. This is the this is the respect point he's giving them is because they're anti-feminist. That's um not a good look, to be honest. Sorry, sorry. So maybe confuse Western world. We, what, what do I mean by not a good look when I'm saying a guy who is doing a racist, stereotypical accent? Why, why, why did I say that's not a good look as if Steven Crowder would care as he's doing this, like, super racist accent at this point?
1: Not military and intelligence to be strong, right? Yep. Yeah. Women, not very strong. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrible. No. It's just, I'm tired of the patriarchal ideals. You know what? First off, y- you you want the patriarchy on that line. You need the patriarchy
0: on that line. <laughs> look. Pe- All right. He's going to make the argument as to why we need the patriarchy on that line. Um, in a different segment of the show, he was talking about Billie Eilish, who had an interview on in Vogue magazine, and she called men weak. And I think she was mainly mainly speaking in an on an emotional level. Most uh, male American males might be emotionally stunted, making us emotionally weak. And Crowder took that, um, not with stride. He was actually pretty frustrated that a, a woman would have the audacity to call men weak. Um. And what's very funny here is that he did it in a racist Chinese voice joking manner, but also slid it in there like no shit women are weak as if that's like not even debatable. But when he hears men are weak, just gets really upset and frustrated by that idea. People think about the patriarchy and they think, oh, patriarchy
1: means sexual harassment. It means abusing your wife. No, no. First off, patriarchy uh, actually made it a crime where men were actually, you've heard whipping posts. We were tied to a post and whipped in the town square if we abused our wives because men didn't like men who abused.
0: I don't know if that was consistent throughout the entire United States that every man who abused his wife was put on a whipping, whipping post because we do know that in the 40s and 50s, that was not a thing and uh, domestic abuse was quite rampant and women didn't have very many rights whatsoever. So I'm very curious as to what time period he's talking about and what areas he's talking about. But also since we're using a word, <laughs> um, kind of, you know, jargony words such as patriarchy, we're going to look up what it means to make sure we have a sound definition while Crowder speaks. So it says here, a uh, patriarchy is a system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is head of the family and uh, descent is traced through the male line. It also says a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it and a society or community organized on patriarchal lines. So now that we have a clear definition, we can go forward with this rant.
1: Used wives, men who rape kids, and men who beat women don't fare that well in prison. Did no. you know that? Mm-hmm. Not, not at not. all.
0: But the page. The, the funny thing is, is that he makes these accusations without, like, at least with the prison, you know, uh, allegation that he just put out. There could be some statistics to follow up with that, but he's kind of going with like, you know, word in the streets is, as if you're a pedophile, you get killed in prison. and may or may not be true, but the only way to really find out if that is true is with, you guessed it, data. Sources, work, studies, something to back up your claim. Um, And also, too, it goes for the same thing with the whipping in the town square. Provide your work. Otherwise, you're just saying things so that people can then repeat it out in the streets randomly without any evidence to back up their claims. They're just going to say it, say it as if it's true, and then deny anything that opposes that worldview. So this this isn't very good. You know, this is very toxic patriarchy the idea of the page patri- cia fbi special forces is hey we
1: are to protect the women and children among us so that they can nurture raise our children take care of them
0: and then of course propagate the species so we see- but do you see how that is like such an antiquated line of thinking especially now that since women serve in our military and women are on the workforce all the time they're not delegated to that motherly role where they have to stay at home to raise the children um, that's a very antiquated argument that he's going forward here with is that, you know, we've been sending men to the front lines so that women can take care of the children. And it's like, we, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, that's, that's how we've done things. But that's not the only way you have to do things. I'm pretty sure with like penguins, it's the other way around that the women uh, hatch the eggs, but the men stay behind sit on the eggs and the women go get food. I'm pretty sure it's the other other way around so you know you could even make the argument that you want stronger males to stay at home to protect the children rather than sending them out to the front line to be killed there so i mean mm, mm, you know who knows but we're really having this argument with the belief that women are inherently weaker than men on every single level because they can have children because they hold children for nine months so um not a logical argument going on here because you can tell by like my thinking of it being all over the place. So,
1: Send the men out. Why? Because the patriarchy said that the men, not the women and children, are expendable. <laughs> But I'm glad you feel good about it. Well, they were right.
3: But, I mean, the, the big drop, the big takeaway here is that she doesn't have, her inflection doesn't go up at the end of the sentence. Yeah, God. it just stays You're, monotone. Thank yes. goodness.
1: Which, by the way, is a negative female stereotype, unless it's a male to female trans, in which case it is brave and beautiful. Have uh, you noticed that? That all these negative females, st- I am not a blonde with big boobs or an airhead. I don't wear makeup. I don't wear heels. And then Caitlyn Jenner says, you rang? And I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> the party don't stop till I walk in. <laughs> look, tits and a fan of shit. Cher- that's all the <laughs> splendor that is woman. Oh, my God. Now, if we it had made those man. comments about up talk like she did, you know, talk, finishing sentences yeah, yeah. like that. But even, even male millennials are, are doing that now or everything's a question. If we had said that, we're the patriarchy. Here, yes. So, well, we are the patriarchy. Down. And I'm proud of it.
0: Yeah, what do you mean? You guys have been making that argument this entire time. And I was going to say, like, the inflection goes across, like, all all genders like anybody of any sexual preference or gender can have that inflection in their voice and i don't think it's inherently a negative connotation just because you think it's annoying but
1: can't take him seriously. <laughs> here, it's it's one of those things. Look, I talked with my wife, but there was something recently we were watching a show. Pick a show, any show. And of course, the guy shows up and we're an idiot um, and we're completely <laughs> inept. And we'll talk about Billie Eilish saying that men yeah. are weak and I have to be everyone's mom despite the fact that her older brother is the
0: one who risked and invested and developed a studio and tossed her in as a vocalist. Anyway, <laughs> Made all of her music. No, I, see, I, I like here too that they don't have any claims or evidence that like Billie Eilish's brother does more work than she does when it goes into the songwriting. But they're going to do that anyways because it benefits the whole narrative and agenda that feminism bad patriarchy good look at China they know like how do, how do you honestly like fight for something so regressive like this that is like obviously just built in a place of wanting inequality for others? You don't want women to serve in the military because you want them to have children, even if that isn't their own personal, uh, you know, purpose. They, they, maybe that woman doesn't want to have kids whatsoever. So why would we block their individual freedom to be a military service member? Well, Patriarchy, that's why. So it's weird that, you know, Crowder will always argue for the fact that individual liberty is such a cornerstone in this country, but then will argue against it for certain types of people in this country. It's very strange.
1: I've always, if we spent half as much time focusing on raising good men and what makes a good man as we do, denigrating all men, think about this. You have Women's Day you have Women's Month, Mm -hmm. you have Women's Visibility Day, you have the Women's March, you get Father's Day with men. That's about it. That's about it. And you grow a mustache in November. I, just for the same reason that I've wanted wanted men to rest.
0: Yeah, but like for a majority of the history of our country, right, we've had a very strict uh, patriarchy system. It's only in the past 50 years or so that women have had a more predominant role in our society beyond being childbearers um thanksgiving probably would have been a much more patriarchal holiday because the focus would have been on pleasing the father so i mean it's just like every single day was a patriarchy day so long as the patriarchy stays intact because men have the majority of the power and the privilege so why would we need to focus on giving us so many holidays when almost every day the power is in our hands um I don't think I could argue that Christmas is a patriarchal holiday, but let's just recognize here that Santa Claus, a man, goes around the planet while his wife stays home. So there is still some patriarchy sewn into some of our national holidays to this day. Um, Not that that one's even important because Santa Claus is fake, but it's just interesting to me how the patriarchy kind of reinforces itself with a fake story. Um... Yeah. So this is like the same argument that comes up all the time is like we have Black History Month. Why do not we have White History Month? And it's like we learn about it in school, (laughs) like all of it. We learn all the white history in school.
1: I respect women. I've talked about abstinence in the past. I've talked about respecting women. I've talked about being a good leader, being a good husband. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. I am also advocating
0: for women out there. Look, try and have a little bit of empathy. I'm advocating for women in a way to stop with your feminist talk and get back in the kitchen. That's me supporting you. This, this is me, Steven Crowder, telling you you would be happier in the kitchen. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Gavin McInnes. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm still watching Crowder. I, I can't tell between these guys anymore.
1: For men. Every time they tune into something, they're pieces of sh Imagine
0: if I just said, you know what, by and large, women are weak. Toxic masculinity is a problem, and you could see it really, really shine through in a, you know, in a patriarchy that is dying when gamers are the leader of toxic masculinity to the point where like women hate playing video games with random dudes because we ruin it so um you know there is a level to patriarchy that ends up leading into toxic masculinity because guess what they believe men are inherently better than women it's a problem crowder it's a problem where like women can achieve the exact same things that a men can with enough effort determination and will it really is possible they might they may you know in the physical apparatus in the physical realm they might start a little bit behind us on uh, uh, at the at the starting line but that doesn't mean that they're not capable of becoming massive swoletariats like it's totally possible for women to do just as much as men and for us to even still have this argument in the 21st century is deeply concerning for me not
1: doing an impression of a Chinese military leader, as I just did. That gave me cover. But that just, was uh, there. are weak. Women are awful. You know what? Women aren't as smart as men. That's, that's what you see with the Billie Eilish interview. That's what you see here with the yeah. CIA. It's all yeah. these negative stereotypes of men. And just as right
0: now... That actually, like, there was barely any negative connotations towards men in the story from the CIA. The story of the CIA is like, even with all of my intersectionality back in the 50s, I would have been oppressed to the point where I can't hold the position I'm at today. And so I am joining the CIA in this advertisement to let you know we are much more inclusive than our ancestors of past. Regardless, like this is supposed to pay no mind to the countless atrocities they commit across the globe. But it's not a, you know inherently diss towards men just because she said the patriarchy would have kept me in a certain place had it not been so predominant in the cia's culture which is true it's not a dig against men it's literally just true
1: you're seeing a statistic of more people because of black lives matter riots more people because of critical race theory feeling like they're more racist you're going to see more people
0: feel like they're sexist. It's so strange too. There's like, the, you're, you're seeing more women, you know, announcing they're feminists. You're seeing more social justice warriors. You're seeing more Black Lives Matter protests because of all of these things that people are being indoctrinated with, as if we're, we haven't been facing the same issues since the beginning of this country. They are all the evolvement of the same exact issues we've been dealing with since the beginning and founding of this country. Nothing has changed, except the internet. The internet makes it more prominent that it's happening all the time because you can open your phone and see that it's happening all the time so it's not like it's more predominant than it ever has been it's just more aware than it's ever been yeah you can only browbeat men so long because they have a penis or women
1: with a penis we get it
3: before they start
1: saying hey you know what i think we've actually done some pretty good stuff
3: yeah exactly i mean and if you're a woman watching this show right now we're not crapping on women what we're doing is
0: That's honestly, like, the argument, like, you you should praise men because we ended up giving you your civil rights. Like, what? You're the one who took them away in the first place. So, Throughout history, there is great people who have done great things with flawed characters. There's been bad people who have done bad things with bad characters. And we can all analyze that in a proper historical context. But if you're going to get mad because we point out systems of oppression that continue on to this very day, and you get mad that we make connections on how it affects people to this day, then you're an apologist and probably benefiting from those systems of oppression. And that's why you're sitting here with your reactionary opposition opposing them.
3: You need strong, confident men. And right now, everybody is making the case that men are bad, just like you said. And women are this protected class, and that's
0: fine. We want to protect them. That's what we do. It's like, you want incels? Because that's how you get incels. Overpowered women and insecure men. You want incels everywhere? And it's like, the insecurity doesn't have to come from a place of you needing to dominate another human being. You can feel secure without that. But
3: don't act like every single man out there is horrible and can't hold a job and doesn't understand life and then expect them to be nice and kind and loving when it comes time to get married. You
0: can't but. talk. Well, I also agree in that sentiment to a degree because you shouldn't generalize anybody based off of any of their identity characteristics. It's not fair to generalize people. But generalizations is what we become familiar with in the way of stereotypes because it's re- competitive patterns we see these things and we connect them to those things but it doesn't make it necessarily true for every single individual so it's not always good to approach people with a generalized worldview of them but you can be aware of their characteristics because they may or may not uh use them in the same way that Steven crowder uses his you know he uses his masculine role to reinforce patriarchy he uses his whiteness to reinforce white supremacy he uses his um american identity even though he's canadian to reinforce american exceptionalism so it's in how you use it you know we're all given these attributes and it's really in how you use it you can be aware of generalizations but i will agree it's not fair to use them against every single individual because they may not fit that generalization
1: Talk about how awful men are and how you don't need a man how you don't want a man and then be 35 realize your window is closing and wondering where all the good men are going to and they don't want to marry you i don't need a man to be happy uh you will <laughs> guess what because everyone really most people need, need a spouse somebody. to be happy
0: yes it's better than le- lesbians have proved that they do not need men to be happy <laughs> i'm just like i know crowder opposes homosexuality but i'm just going to be really upfront here is that lesbians have proved they don't need men to be happy Very much proved it. And especially since, too, Crowder opposes um, abortions, which means that a lot of um, kids born out of wedlock or, you know, uh, kids that are born into unfortunate situations to where their parents would give them to an adoption center, uh, lesbians are still able to become parents through other means as well. So, again, not really seeing the necessity of really having every male in every single house in order to be, quote unquote, happy living life alone just like you saw in weddings no fun like it's very funny to me he they they just got mad at women generalizing men as disgusting human beings and then he proceeds to generalize all women as miserable lonely and overall just missing dick in their life like it's, a, it's what are we doing how how are you opposing generalization and then using generalization to prove your point that's terrible there's there's hardly ever any actual, like, logical thought going into most of these conservative shows, I swear.
1: It doesn't work because no one wants to see a 60-year-old Henry Winkler hit on chicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to be careful, though. We can't be too victim-y because then that's weak, right? Well, yeah, we're, well, of we're, course. We're it's not lost on us.
0: No, I'm just yeah. saying this ultimately hurts. It is lost on them because at any moment that they can take the opportunity to be a victimhood, either because they're white, or because they're men, or because they're conservatives, they will take that opportunity. Because reinforcing their victimhood will reinforce the manufactured dissent that they're feeding into all of their viewers and their, and their followers to do these reactionary oppositions to anything that challenges their pe- position of power. So they will overplay victimhoods, and they have hurts women this ultimate yeah. oh, but you know what hey mm-hmm. sure men are leaving
1: the uh, the marriage pool in record numbers right they don't want to yeah. father children they're they don't want to pay
0: child support at this point women are finding them what statistic proves that men are deciding not to marry like what statistic is proving that like because of our marriage rates the fact that there's a decline in marriage going on in millennials proves that men are just deciding not to because they don't want to be Stuck to a miserable woman with a child that they don't want to raise them with. Can you provide some evidence to support your claim, sir? No, okay Themselves lonely single higher rates
1: of depression unhappy they realize in their 40s that careers aren't all that fulfilling but good You know
0: what good thing is you can join the CIA without uh, apparently no PT requirements there <laughs> So he even throws in like at the very end there no PT requirements as if like one it's a it's a it's a fat joke against the 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 woman who was in that advertisement which he couldn't not make twice and also on the fact of just calling women weaker in general as if women don't have to go through PT training in military which is this is a generalization of uh, uh sexism like honestly Again, just not being able to believe that women can make the physical effort to be um, as strong as men or possibly even stronger. That's sexist. I mean, I, I don't know if China from the WWE was juicing, but she was swole as fuck, dude. I would be terrified to get stuck in a, in a leg lock eating her pussy like I would be dead. So eh, I don't like any of this. But all right, since we're just overly woke at this point from Ted Cruz and Steven Crowder. Just so fucking woke. Um, We're gonna get Benny Chaperone. Oh yeah, left versus right. Who's more likely to push fake news? Here we go. USDA grade A, bull pumped out
4: over the airwaves at the bull factory. There is no monopoly on misinformation and untruth. Absolute lies are promulgated by the media routinely and regularly, and they have an impact. In the absence of Donald Trump, our establishment media have decided that now is the moment they can destroy all opposition. It wasn't just that they were out to get Trump. It was, that, it was that Trump was a stand-in for everybody who didn't think like they did. And now that Trump is out of the picture, essentially, the Democrats in the establishment media have decided it's time to go full out against not just conservatives, but specifically Fox
0: News. And so all of the coverage... Fox News actually like has a study out on it that says viewers who view Fox News are less informed than people who consume no news at all. So there's a study to back that claim up, uh, Ben. The The other thing is here is that I find it very interesting. I don't know 100% sure if Ben's claim that the media is using Trump as this symbol that represents all of the Republican Party. I, I'm not 100% sure if that it may or may not be true. I'm not going to say it isn't. I do think it's interesting though, because Donald Trump did win because of this reactionary movement against political correctness that started in the 90s and which has now evolved into what we call woke culture. Donald Trump came out and immediately called immigrants, criminals, and rapists, which is not something that you would expect from a politician because most of them would be canceled on the grounds of political incorrectness. But Donald Trump got away with it because Donald Trump's personality was always irreverent, crass, and uh, a bit white nationalist, so elitist for sure. So when he spoke that kind of language, always being crude and um, ad hominem, attacking people's characteristics, that is what people attach to. It was the opposition to political correctness and the opposition to quote unquote woke culture that really propelled uh donald trump into the position that he got so i i find it very fascinating that he says that it was the media who put him in that position not the republican party who later nominated him to run for president average time that they used to spend
4: on cnn on donald trump has been shifted and now they just cover tucker carlson as though tucker carlson's
0: an elected official they just cover fox news the same way that media matters would they just- you should cover tucker carlson as if he is an elected official because he speaks to the masses on politics more often than most political officials and usually his his rhetoric and his segments can kind of move supporters before a politician actually speaks so tucker carlson can make the position much clearer for voters and supporters before um, a politician co-ops it into their uh, political movement um, because tucker carlson has so much access to republicans Just sign staffers to watch fox news and if you actually want to watch fox
4: news all you have to do these days is tune in to CNN because they spend more time covering what's going on on Fox News on CNN than they do actually covering what's going on with the Biden administration, which is
0: pursuing extraordinarily radical plans. And- I mean, you could also come, you, you could skip CNN and just come to Tox News where we cover a wide spectrum of conservative media pundits. You know, try to get as many as I possibly can. Um, I have done a few videos on Joe Biden, but for the most part, Um, I don't think a lot is worthy of actually getting into too much. I do think most of his legislation isn't as radical as conservatives are laying it out to be mainly the fact that like infrastructure spending, not radical, uh, focusing on COVID spending not radical uh the police reform like the george floyd and policing act which you know joe biden didn't even write he's just waiting for the senate to vote on so he can sign it at his desk even that not very radical either and it it, it really doesn't even go as far as i would like most uh, police reform to actually go in this country there's a lot of things that joe biden is doing that is just short of um not being a republican And also, too, like the the situation at the southern border that conservatives are now blaming Biden for, I actually don't agree with their perspective on it. But I do think that Biden isn't doing nearly enough to uh, rectify that situation that was started by Donald Trump so you know there are at times things to cover with joe biden but him being in office for just short of 100 days actually doesn't have enough room for me to really criticize him other than the fact that like the military budget is just as bloated as it's ever been i do have genuine concerns if biden is going to keep up with the iran nuclear deal so that we see no reason to go to war with them because israel would really love us to um There And I would also like to see how Biden is going to handle Venezuela, mainly because Trump seemed like he was about ready to invade Venezuela or at least, you know, coup d'etat their government. So there's still a lot of issues for Joe Biden to really get the reactionary out in me. But so far, I think he's done a moderates job that isn't condemnable, but it also i can't praise it because i don't think it actually goes far enough his infrastructure bill spends two trillion dollars over 10 years holy shit do we need more than that you know way more than that we we needed way more money in 10 years to be able to really change over this infrastructure especially since i'm a supporter of the green new deal i do think that we need to be making bigger strides towards moving uh net carbon emissions being at zero um, before 2050. I would like to see that before 2050, to be honest with you. But um, the United States economy is so tied to oil that I don't think it's actually going to happen. But still, I would like to see bigger pushes in a a lot of areas that Joe Biden has put his focus in so far in the first 100 days. But it's not really that much worth covering uh, in the same way when it's better to... Um, get the reactions from the conservative party who seems to be so focused in holding Joe Biden accountable when they constantly misinform and mislead on even Joe Biden by constantly calling him more radical than he is, then why would I really focus on Joe Biden when our understanding of political spectrum, the most moderate of moderates, Joe Biden is called radical on the conservative side that that deserves a bit more attention because Every time they talk about the Democrats, they say that they've gone too far left, when in reality, the Democrats haven't moved a smudge or a smidge. The spending has always been a part of the government, always. Spending money has always been a part of the government. Absolutely nothing radical about it. And I would love to hear the actual radical agenda that they're accusing him of, that I would find... Truly radical, which I have not seen. And that's why I end up watching Fox News and watching Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Stephen Crowder, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, uh, Tim Poole. You know, the list goes on. Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity goes on and on. Newsmax, uh, OANN, OAN, or is it OANN? Either way, they misrepresent the Democratic Party, which I don't also don't think does enough for the working class in this country and in fact i think they do a lot more for corporations than they actually do for working class individuals in this country but their misrepresentation of it i feel like does a lot more harm than the actual democratic party itself because when you get people that fervent against something that is that moderate your your radicalism on the right can go underneath the radar, to the level where Donald Trump was the closest thing to authoritarianism that we have seen in this country, and conservatives were absolutely letting him slide for it. So, it isn't that the Democrats have gone too far left, in my personal opinion, it's that the conservatives keep going further and further to the right that makes the Democrats appear as if they've moved at all, when they really haven't.
4: All of their reporters are cheered for this sort of stuff so jim acosta who is just a terrible reporter he was a terrible white house reporter all he wanted to do was get on tv it's all he cared about was those viral clips of jim acosta shouting at president trump well now he has nothing to do like he, he his job is basically over because trump isn't there so he has to pick new enemies and the way that jim acosta is going to keep his numbers up is by cursing at fox news which of course if you're watching cnn presumably you like so jim acosta went viral over the weekend because he started dropping curse words on CNN to show how passionate he was. He started dropping curse words on cable news. And so here he was talking about Fox News and Fox News being a promulgator of lies and all the rest of Jim Acosta's usual shtick.
3: As the old saying goes, a lie can travel around the world and back again while the truth is still lacing up its boots. But the the lies these days are moving at the speed of light while spreading so much darkness. Take, for example, the uproar over this New York Post story that claimed that copies of a children's book written by Vice President Kamala Harris were being given to migrant kids in their welcome kits. That tale from the border didn't just border on BS. This was USDA grade A bullshit. And the reporter who wrote the story resigned, claiming she was forced to make it up. But the damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves at the bullshit. Factory, also known as Fox News,
4: so Fox News is a BS factory, right? And Jim Acosta, who is just a promulgator of self-aggrandizing nonsense, a person who his Twitter profile for a while was a picture of him looking in a mirror of him on his Twitter profile. It was it was like an infinite <laughs> regress of of self-absorption.
3: He makes a narcissist. <laughs>
4: look like moses in terms of his humility it's, it's unreal how
0: self-aggrandizing and self-obsessed do you see like how much time uh ben shapiro has taken to attacking jim acosta the person the personality than actually um going into the argument that jim acosta has laid out like i find that very fascinating because if you're going to dismember somebody's argument uh the right wing tactic is actually just dismember their personality make them hate the person not the argument jim acosta is which is why
4: i always say ladies find you a man who loves you like jim acosta loves jim acosta but this sort of stuff oh
0: wow he is so clever as if like people hadn't been saying that about kanye for like months on in when that went viral like five years ago find you someone who loves Kanye like Kanye loves Kanye or wait, something like that. Someone find someone who loves you. Like Kanye loves Kanye. Like Kanye even made a whole song about it. Like you're so clever, Ben is sort of par for the course over at CNN. So Jake Tapper, who
4: occasionally does ask good questions on his show. I've praised when I think Jake does the right thing. This is Jake doing the wrong thing. So Jake decides that the Republican Party is no longer fact-based as opposed to presumably the Democratic Party. See, the entire subtweet here is that if you're on CNN's side of the political aisle, this means that you care about the facts. An apple is an apple and a banana is a banana, except when an apple has a banana, in which case the apple might be a banana. In any case, here is Jake Tapper talking about how the Republican Party, just like Fox News, is not fact-based.
0: Before we get into Jake Tapper's, I just wanna highlight again Ben Shapiro did no like made absolutely no effort to address the actual claim uh, that Jim Acosta had put forward. He merely just attacked Jim Acosta. I also want to highlight here that conservatives always take that position too. In a in a in a way of speaking, I don't know a hundred percent sure if c n n sitting there like if you don't watch CNN, you don't believe in facts. Not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but the the thing that Kind of speaks to me about that comparably is that when you criticize the United States, conservatives tell you that you should move to another country as if patriotism entails that you don't criticize your country, that you can't be an actual patriot or an actual citizen of this country if you don't like something about it. So I, I, I wouldn't put it past CNN having that feeling, but I do find it fascinating that Ben Shapiro is pointing it out when his party mainly points out that anybody who criticizes the United States government or the United States' history, that person is unpatriotic. So I find that very fascinating.
3: The incentive structure in the Republican party and its media does not punish those who spread bad medical advice or lies. In fact, quite the opposite. Telling the truth as a Republican official can be hazardous to your political health.
0: It's my opinion
3: that the United States needs-
0: And the, the proof with Jake Tapper there is that all these Republicans who oppose Donald Trump have be- now been marked uh, by their own party as, I don't know, I don't understand this terminology, but rhinos? not really sure what it means but they call them rhinos anybody who opposed donald trump and the uh, also what the narrative about the stolen election if you oppose that like mitt romney did where he voted twice to impeach donald trump and also uh, opposed the narrative of the fake elect or the stolen election mitt romney has been marked as a rhino and a traitor so like yeah if you don't co-opt the same narratives that both fox news and other political leaders are putting out same thing with Mitch McConnell. You're basically disenfranchised from the party and considered as an outsider Republican for that. So um, there's definitely some validity there in what um, Jake Tapper just said. Needs a healthy, thriving, fact based Republican Party.
3: It is difficult to look at these events, all of them just from the last week and conclude that we have one.
0: Now, I'm not going to. It's really difficult to even consider for one moment that the Republican Party has ever been a truth party. Same goes for the Democratic Party. When both colluded together to lie to the American public to invade Iraq. And that was mainly headed by the leaders of the Republican Party at that time, George Bush and uh, Dick Cheney, both predominant members of the Republican Party and who were made, um, you know. President and vice president, with you know a couple of other people. Condoleezza kind of Rice, I also think, is a Republican. I think at the time, um, oh crap, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but the guy who hold, held up the bag of bag of anthrax, uh, the fake bag of anthrax, Colin Powell, um, he was also Republican at the time. Um, they had several other Republicans on their side feeding this story both to Congress and the American people that uh, Iraq was developing weapons of mass destruction in order to destroy American democracy. We were all fed that lie. So at what point after that lie was made, are we supposed to return to a trusting of our uh, political leaders? I'm genuinely curious. I don't know how anybody trusts any political party at this point when that happened
4: praise the New York Post coverage on that Kamala Harris story, which turned out not to be true. I'm not going to praise the coverage that suggested that Joe Biden had actively proposed that 90% of meat consumption be dumped in the United States because that active proposal was non-existent. I'm not going to praise bad coverage. At the same time, I am going to point out that the sort of high horse coverage from CNN is something to really admire. I mean, the gall of these folks is something to really admire because it turns out that the establishment media don't just get stories wrong on a regular basis. They pervert the minds of their viewers in doing so. So the establishment media likes to point to polls that show that a huge percentage of Republicans say that Joe Biden didn't actually win the 2020 election. I agree, that's not good. Joe Biden won the 2020 election. I said this, I've said this repeatedly. In fact, I've said this since the electoral college voted. And I said that I didn't see the full evidence of, the full evidence of voter fraud and irregularity that Donald Trump had suggested. In fact, that Donald Trump didn't even claim in a wide variety of cases across the United States. I've been saying that for a while. It's no argument from me that when it comes to the actual outcome of the 2020 election, Joe Biden won. All right, fair enough. I've also said that I think that the media effectively rigged the election by lying to you for months on end about what was going on with COVID, lied to you for months on end about what was going on with Black Lives Matter in in America's major cities, lied to you openly about things like the Hunter Biden story or hit it. And all of that can be true at once. But I'm not going to pretend that I think that it's good that a lot of Republicans say that the 2020 election was the result of voter fraud, and irregularity okay i also i'm fairly certain that when you look at those poll numbers i think that's a lot of republican voters who are getting called by pollsters they're asked the question they understand the question is a litmus test for loyalty and so they just say screw you to the pollster." so i think even a lot of the people who say that don't
0: in their heart of hearts actually believe it but wow wow just like questioning the integrity of a study based off of a straw man that he thought up It's like there's no reason for people to be honest to a private poll because if they tell the pollsters how they actually feel, they might be kicked out of the Republican Party. No, dude, no. Like the fact that like 70% actually uh, believe that this was a fraudulent election is uh, pretty concerning and also is indicative of how effective the right wing media has been. Aside, Let's assume that's true. Let's assume for a second that the Republican Party
4: puts out information that is not true, and that sometimes Fox News or right-wing media put out things that are not true. Let's assume that's all the case. The converse is so much more true that it's astounding. Okay, it has been true for literally my entire lifetime that false narratives promulgated by the establishment media have taken root in the American psyche to the extent that entire political movements have been built up around these lies. I can cite you three polls just from the last few weeks demonstrating just how deeply the mind rot promulgated by the establishment media has crept into American politics, particularly on the left. Do it. I'll get to some of these polls in just one second, because again, the idea from the left is that America is falling apart, and the reason America is falling apart is because of this right-wing misinformation and disinformation and Fox News and the Republican Party and all this. The reality is that if the
0: country is falling apart, I mean, that's not actually the, 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 the main reason why this country is falling apart. I think that's the conservatives are the reason why a lot of issues for uh, American citizens are actually regressing. But I think the reason why America is falling apart is because it's mostly focused on imperialism across the ocean and also corporatism as far as our economy goes. So it's not just because of right wing media. It also has a lot to do with what we've been implementing in our Congress and all of those other things and the interactions that we have with our state and local governments. So it's not just right-wing media. It's definitely the the representatives themselves who have contributed to the situation we find ourselves in today. So that is a very disingenuous bad faith position to take. If the
4: country is being put to the brink, it is being put to the brink by a radical group of people in establishment media who have promulgated absolute lies, large scale lies, not tiny lies, like Kamala Harris had a, had a book distributed at the border, not, not small stories like Joe Biden wants to cut 90% of meat, big stories about what America is, about what happens in America, stories that go to the root of what the country ought to be. Those stories, which are absolute lies, are promulgated by the media routinely and regularly, and they have an impact. When we talk about misinformation and the deep impact that it has on how Americans think, it is worthy of note that when you look at the polls on how dangerous, for example, Americans thought COVID was, Democrats are way off, way off, Okay, so here's a poll. This is from mid-March, 2021. What are the chances someone with COVID must be hospitalized? So the actual answer is one to 5%. That if you get COVID, your chances just on average, and again, it's much lower than one to 5% of your child, for example, in which it's nearly 0%. But forget about the age tranches. If you listen to this show, you know what the percentage is. Okay, you know that the percentage is one to 5%. That's the actual answer. And 26 of, 26% of Republicans say that it is one to 5% and 4% of Republicans say that it is zero, okay? Which is, and another 15% say that it is six to 10%. So all in all, you're talking about 45% of Republicans saying that the chances of being hospitalized are less than 10%, which is correct. Okay, now look at the Democrats. For the Democrats, only 26% of Democrats say there is a less than 10% chance of being hospitalized if you get COVID. The number one answer from Democrats for how often, what are the chances that somebody with COVID has to be hospitalized? 41% 41% of Democrats say that over half of people who get COVID have to be hospitalized. Over half, okay? You know why that is? Because they all read the New York Times. It's because there is the panic-driven coverage of the mainstream media. It's because they watch CNN. It's because they are told by the mainstream media day in and day out that if you get COVID, you are going to die. All in all, 69% of Democrats say that if you get COVID, there is a, an above 20% chance that you are going to be hospitalized. So they're just dead wrong. They are way off, and it's not just on things like COVID. Uh,
0: w- wait, are they dead wrong based off of statistics from the CDC, or are you going to tell us where they got that information from and why it's wrong? Or are you just going to say that they're wrong in general? I don't, I don't know because like I don't have the statistics on hand. So that's that's very confusing framing, honestly. And I, I'm not going to put it past like Democrats also being a bit misinformed. I, I don't think like you know republicans are merely guilty of that i think both sides uh you know purposely mislead the public so that they're not too informed and too empowered um i just definitely think that you know an overabundance of caution is a lot better than uh you know careless recklessness when we're talking uh, about a pandemic but it would have been a lot easier if we just had consistent information overall when we're talking about the pandemic which we really don't because you even see on both sides of the spectrum both people uh democrats and republicans having a bit of uh hesitancy in getting the vaccine now i i think numbers probably show that democrats are more likely to get it but There's still doubts on both sides, mainly because the information that has been given to us is so flip floppy. Like nobody can be really that certain with the kind of information that we're constantly receiving on both sides of the aisle. It's also
4: on things like police shootings. So there's a poll that was done from skeptic.com and it tried to assess how many people in America thought how many black Americans were shot every year by the police. Unarmed black Americans were shot by the police in 2019. So the actual answer, the real answer is about 10, right? It's like somewhere between 10 and 20 is the number of unarmed black men killed by the police in 2019. Okay, very conservative people got this answer right. 46% of very conservative people said that the answer was about 10. Another 34% of conservative Americans, very conservative Americans
0: said about 100, right? So it's certainly well below 100. If you look at... Yeah, but like even that's proof that they like conservatives can get their information wrong too. Like just because some of them got it right. How what was the percentage? Thought how many black Americans were
4: shot every year by the police? Unarmed black Americans were shot by the police in 2019. So the actual answer, the real answer is about 10. Right? It's like uh-huh. somewhere between 10 and 20 is the uh-huh. number of unarmed black men killed by the police in 2019. Okay, very conservative people got this answer right. 46% of 46? very conservative people said that the answer was about 10. Another 34% of conservative Americans, very conservative Americans, said about 100. Right, so it's certainly well below 100. If you look at very liberal people, if you look at very liberal people, the number one answer was about 1,000, about 1,000. Okay, and if you look at
0: the the tail on that, another 15% thought that it was 10. Wait, why didn't he say the percentage of people that thought it was 1,000? Why didn't he say the percentage for that one? That's very weird and dubious to me. It's weird. 1,000, and another 8% thought
4: it was more than 10,000 people. Black Americans were killed unarmed by the cops every year.
0: That is because of media coverage. It's because the media lie. It's because the media tell you untruth. Well, he also didn't tell us whether or not, like, how many Democrats actually got that percent, like, got the statistic right that it was uh, around 9 or 10. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling the authenticity here, um, mainly because, one, he didn't highlight how many, what the percentage of people who thought it was 100. He did highlight how many people thought it was 1,000 and then highlighted how many people thought it was 10,000, but then also didn't highlight how many liberals were actually on point here. So, like, getting the data like this isn't a very clear comparison, nor does it allow the person who is taking in this information to think critically for themselves. This is, this is pure narrative steering at this point. They create
4: narrative untruths on a regular basis. And for all the talk about how Republicans think the 2020 election was stolen, let us not forget that a huge number of Democrats thought in the aftermath of 2016 that
0: the 2016 election was stolen november 18th 2016 the federal Uh, no i never thought the uh and i'm not a democrat or a liberal so this might not mean anything to anybody but i didn't think the election was stolen i just think that trump worked with foreign agents in order to dig up dirt um and it was pretty convenient with the way that wikileaks actually dropped that information uh just before the election i think Uh, James Comey also announcing that he was reinvestigating Hillary Clinton was also a big harm against her. Um, Hillary Clinton was actually a pretty bad candidate to run in the first place. So uh, I think it was actually the best opportunity. Both Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton were wonderful candidates for Trump to run against because if he actually had to run against Bernie Sanders, he would have to have something more substantial than you don't want a socialist. So... um. Hmm. I don't think the 2016 election was stolen. I do think that Trump uh, campaign affiliates also uh, worked with and communicated with uh, foreign agents of the Kremlin. So uh, I would love to get the unredacted Mueller report at some point. That would be really cool. I mean, it's been, see, it came out almost two years ago. We still don't have the the full version of it. So that's, that's Cool
4: reports nearly half of democrats thought the 2016 presidential election
0: was quote unquote rigged that's 40- funny half of them half half of democrats thought that at the time but 70 percent of republicans think that and there's actually like less evidence to the stolen election in 2020 than russia meddling in our elections in 2016 which the republican senate intelligence committee also said that there was evidence of so are we are we going to get mad at Democrats for having that belief when there's much more evidence to actually boost that narrative? Or are we going to be like, what about all of this? They thought it was stolen in 2016. How could we be wrong for thinking it's stolen in 2020? It's like, you've got to put it into context, my dude. You got to look at why people thought it was stolen. And then build your opinion based off of that. Not just because it happened.
4: 42 percent of democrats believed that the election was rigged 58 percent of democrats responded that donald trump was legitimately elected on november 8th okay so if we're talking about just baseline misinformation operating in a non-fact-based
0: universe there is no monopoly on misinformation the, the amazing thing too is that he doesn't highlight how cnn msnbc all these left-wing quote-unquote left-wing news outlets present news stories that are misinformation he doesn't do that he goes off of polls um people you know opting in to give their opinion about these issues which you know it's not very indicative of whether or not cnn and msnbc are doing their job properly it's morally just indicative of how information flows within us in general because who's to know for sure every democrat is watching cnn like how do we know they're not getting most of their headlines just from cbs news on on uh, on twitter or NBC News on Facebook, or any of the myriad of Facebook and Twitter information that comes out on there, or Reddit. Also, rather than just CNN and MSNBC, I think the, the better way of going about this was going into specific stories that MSNBC and CNN uh, had to either redact or retract because of misleading information, which is easy, easily You know easy enough to prove like see they lied here and then they had to retract it that would have been very easy for ben or even just the way that i do it is find a very specific segment here and go through it piece by piece and say debunk 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 refute debunk refute debunk refute evidence claim blah 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 no we're going off of polls that don't really indicate too much about the mainstream media whatsoever merely on what people on each side of the political spectrum feels about a certain issue Information and untruth and if we're talking about deep and abiding
4: real narratives the democrats have promulgated narratives that are significantly
0: less true about the united states than the republicans have and that was the time to say such as this one right here but no this segment ends oh my god uh man you you just like you have to be in such a bubble just to take ben shapiro seriously that's crazy oh wow Because, I mean, I don't agree with CNN and MSNBC, how they present a lot of their news. I think it actually cleans up Joe Biden and makes him look a lot better than he actually is, especially they do that for Democrats in office in general. Like they were sucking Andrew Cuomo's dick that entire time during the pandemic when they should have been looking at his policies with the nursing homes and they should have been taking his sexual harassment allegations or sexual assault allegations much serious, much more seriously. But um, you know, they're they're Democrat apologists in the same way that Fox News is also a conservative apologist. It's just one does tend to lean more in misinformation to get its political agenda across than the other does. Um, That's not to say CNN and MSNBC don't misrepresent things. They certainly do, but it would be beneficial for Ben to point out exactly which stories those are, which we did not do. And we attacked Jim Acosta personally. We said Jake Tapper doesn't know what he's talking about. And then we went into polls that aren't necessarily indicative of any misinformation coming out of any media, only of where people sit on these social issues, depending on where they are on the political spectrum. So again, this was bad faith. This was toxic and I give it a yikes out of 10. And that has been Tox News. Um, yep. So we'll be back with another episode some other time. Um, you know, uh, follow me on Twitter at ToxinPod, T-O-X-N-P-O-D. Uh, the dis- check out the description, the YouTube channel's in there if you want to check it out. I still haven't gotten video set up, but someday. Um, what else? Uh, like if you liked it, dislike if you don't subscribe, comment, rate, review. If you're on a podcast, share with a boomer, share with a Ben Shapiro fan, um, and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. I feel much more cleansed now after all of that. So, uh, feeling good.